I'm starving. Already? I'm starving. I come this is this poor al- daily planning, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Less an ad read and more of a bad planning. So we come from Nuggets practice today here on Friday. And I always come to this office hungry. And the only thing we have here is breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> Does not count as food. It doesn't really, you know you up that much well it does but not in the right way but man imagine <laughs> you don't recommend it as a meal replacement <laughs> is there a meal replacement beer in the breakfast catalog it's replacing your meal seek help <laughs> but imagine if we had just an oven stocked with bojos it next to the fridge stocked with breck bread can we get Brandon in here to uh what is that a Brandon, recommendation we got an idea we, an idea. we need a, a earth-shattering a, idea it's worth lots of money here. And actually, you know what? Not the worst idea. This is like this is like a, a eight-year-old's idea. <laughs> I mean, when I'm hungry, sometimes. What do you that's want for I Christmas? Think. A pizza oven that I can make Bojo's pizzas. And then I also want a cupcake castle. Yeah, cupcake castle. If we had Bojo's pizza on deck with Breck Brew, I might never leave. You might never leave. I like that you what said- What else do you need in life? When you said I, I arrive at this office, <laughs> every time I come here, I'm hungry. It sounded like you meant to like work hard. But you just spent, you were no, literally no, hungry. No, has not had lunch. Actually hungry. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast live from HQ. I'm joined, of course, by Harrison Wynn. Good to be back. Good to be back at HQ. It's it is true. It has been a minute since I've been back here as well. Also joined by Brendan Vogt. HQ. That's headquarters, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Nicely done. Thank yeah. you. You cracked the code. You solved it. Today, we are coming, actually, recording the show immediately following the Denver Nuggets practice. Um, their second practice, second and final practice. This really, how many practices would you, you would guess they're going to have the rest of the year before the playoffs? Three. <laughs> Five. We should have made this an over-under. Yeah, like, th- this is one of the la- literally one of the last practices they will have all year. Like, official, not walkthroughs, but... And I was going to say, when was the last time they had two back-to-back practices? November. <laughs> yeah, and they couldn't go too hard, I imagine, today because they do play right. tomorrow, and it's kind of an important game. So today we're going to be talking about practice. Practice. Practice? Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Actually, we'll probably talk about a game. <laughs> we'll probably <laughs> talk a little bit about the upcoming game. We're going to play some games of our own here in the second segments, and then at the end, as we always do, we're going to take your questions. But before we do, I want to remind you about Illegal Pete's, where you can go, the home of the stir, delicious food, the queso, and if you go before or after any event, you show them your ticket stub, and they will hook you up with a free margarita or free beer when you purchase a full menu item. That might be the best deal that we've got going. It's an incredible deal. I wonder if I can do that with my Colorado Raptors ticket, the home 100%, opener this 100%, match on Saturday. 100%. Yeah. In fact, now I know what you, you're going to be doing. Yep. Uh, we also want to let everybody know we have a watch party coming up. Hey-o. We have a coming up a week from Friday, so the 28th. Who are the Nuggets playing? Do we know off the top of our heads? The Clippers. The Clippers? The Clippers. Ooh, it's a big one. It feels like it's this a is big our one. Like, fourth Clippers Nuggets watch party. Is or that third at least. Uh, yeah, Man, so this is going to be a big one. Come out and join us at Blake Street Tavern. Phenomenal the parking. Denver sport, the the Dem- best Denver sports bar in Denver. We're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be having a great time. We're going to have giveaways. You can sign up if you... Um, RSVP, you get entered into our raffle to win free merch, free tickets, great lower, tickets, lower, level, lower tickets, level tickets, yeah. some great tickets. Um, you're going to want to come out and celebrate with us. Our watch parties have been great. So fun. So much fun, man. The last one was incredible. It was like a g- perfect game for it. People, yeah. We were standing the whole time we just were like going standing nuts. up at the bar at Illegal Pete's like in a mosh pit of people. For just a Jokic game, game winner, yeah. For a Jokic game it, winner. It was incredible. You get a free beer too. Breck Brew. If you oh, come. yeah. Free so, Thank you. Oh, just there you another go. reason. So you already 
you get to be one beer free. So uh, hope to see all of you guys out there. Let's make that place incredible. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Um, practice today. Practice. 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 Any, any, any big takeaways? We talked to Michael Porter Jr. We talked to Mason Plumley. We talked to Michael Malone. I'm going to start with this. The takeaway is that Michael Porter Jr. and Mason Plumley talked. They're playing. They're off the injury report. Right. So now there's no more speculating. Those guys are in for tomorrow night. Yeah, Will Barton, we don't know about yet. Questionable. At the time of this recording. I think I, no. I don't think he plays. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We weren't allowed to talk to him. Yeah. Right. So there's something there for Probably sure. Probably an indication he doesn't play, which which is fine. You know, like you said on yesterday's show, maybe a little concerned, but. Probably fine in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it sounds like they're working him back towards where they want him to be. Yeah. So I don't think there's. Can can you imagine how excited MPJ must be to get back again? Well, you wouldn't know it from talking to him. Yep, <laughs> he not... is not the. Sometimes he's an okay interview, and he does say some insightful things. But today wasn't one of them. Today was one of the like. You know what's funny? Guys are rusty for the media scrum. A little I know. Bit. Yeah. They go away for a week and a half, and you come back, and you forget how to do it. Um, the media is a little rusty, too. media is a little rusty as well. Um, but, like, he's out for a year. He comes back, isn't in the rotation, gets in the rotation, gets hurt again, now, you know, has to come back again. I've just got to imagine. He's like, Jesus Christ. Can I confess something? Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. highlights have replaced Jokic highlights for my number one highlights I watch from time to time. Like, <laughs> you know, just – Idle time, like oh, yeah. we save them. I've watched a lot of Michael Porter Jr. because I want to remember. Sometimes we haven't seen enough of them. That part of me is like, I gotta remember. Like, what what are we getting? Stuff that uh, taking a sack there, bro. We'll get to it. We'll get to no, our oh, favorite highlight. That that? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. I didn't want to get j- that was tough to say. I had a hard time yeah, with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that take in well, a sack. Well, you are drinking some Breck Brews here. Some some day drinking number uh, two. <laughs> also, MPJ in the playoff rotation. Michael Malone says today. Oh, right, yeah. Which, look, we've still got a long ways to go before April. A lot of things can change, but I felt like that was significant. He could have said, you know, we still got two months to go. Our rotation last year after the All-Star break didn't look like any anything like it did in the playoffs. Things can happen. He's been playing great, but... um. I just I don't think that I don't think that's news. And here's why. I, you're you're right that it is news, but I'm to me like I just assume that. I didn't assume that first week of January. But after the month of January and after he really broke out, I thought it was to me it was like clear, oh yeah, he's got to play. And even I think in the playoffs. it's news. I think it's news that he said it so definitively. Yeah. He didn't have to say that. He and, definitely didn't. And, and you know, I don't think it would have been like, "Oh my god, he's didn't commit to him being in the playoff rotation." Mason Plumley also today. Oh, actually, I will stick on Michael Porter. So he went home for his vacation and just worked on his game, according to him, which it kind of makes sense. I mean, he has to get back in shape and and, and whatnot. Um, is there anything to take away from what Mason Plumley talked about? What did he talk about? <laughs> is there ever? Yeah, it wasn't. Well, I the, wasn't around. Oh, you weren't around for that one. It wasn't a whole lot. The one thing he kind of reiterated what uh, Jamal Murray said was that this is actually, and this is surprising. He said this was the most time he's ever missed in his career. So you don't think of him like that, but uh, and he too said that you know there was just a new perspective on being on the bench or whatever. It's kind of curious because I fully expect him to play alongside Jeremy Grant tomorrow night, and I think that that's one of the major questions I have for that game. Do those guys look any better than they did before the injury started to pile mm-hmm. up? I don't know. It's a big question, and I don't – I mean, the, the one reason why you think they could is just because, yes, Jeremy Grant has been playing alongside the starters and Nikola Jokic, 
But it just seems like he's a lot more comfortable now than he was at the beginning of the season when those two were playing a lot together. Yeah. Maybe just the fact that he's more familiar with the system. He's shooting well from three. Uh he seems like maybe he has a little more freedom. They're running a few more DHOs for him and whatnot. Maybe that gives you some confidence that pairing could be better. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, if Will Barton does not start, who does in his place? Against uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Tory Craig. Craig. Yeah. Tory Craig. For what, do you, I think, first of all, I think Tory is sort of the default answer. I think there are lineups, of course, where maybe Michael, he'll, or teams, he'll say that's what we need. But. I think he's the default, but is there a player that you think he's needed for in this? Because Gary Harris is going to be there as well. Two. I mean, Chris. I mean, it depends. I know Harris will be out there. There's the Chris Paul matchup at times. Yeah. I think it, he'll help. But SGA, who's a guard with some length, who I think Tori could help. Yeah, with Yeah, but as do well. you really worry about SGA like that? Like he can score, but he's more of like an all-around impact guy. I mean, his defense is important, right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, maybe that. you have Tori out there just to guard Gallinari. Who is their three? Gallinari. He's their starting three. I believe so. Huh. Well, there you go. That's not a good matchup for Tori. <laughs> well, he's going to do it anyway, so yeah. I'm just trying to think of who he would guard. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Um, any other news and notes that we need to take away from today's practice? Where do What are you guys' thoughts of just, like, where this team is overall coming out of the All-Star break and, like, your confidence level now that they're getting everybody back, although we'll probably see an expanded rotation here over the next couple of weeks. Where's just your confidence level at right now? Man, that's a good question because I do feel like the Nuggets are, as much as they're back from a break, I also feel like it's a bit of a reset because, as you yep. mentioned, they got to figure out how all these guys are and who they settle on, to me, really will determine how confident mm-hmm. I feel on them. I just feel good about this team right now. I just Well, do. they are good, so you should feel they pretty good about good. them. They are good. They're getting healthier. Everybody's almost back. I like how... They're going to lean on their bench here over the next couple of weeks. I think that's definitely the right move. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then over the last, like, 10 games or so, lock in your playoff rotation, and that's how it should be done. You're probably more confident because you've seen a few months now of Jokic back at that level, right? Yeah. You go, okay, you have one of the guys. But, like, you, what you said, Adam, it's really tough because in terms of really, like, debating the margins, are they better than last year? Will they go further? That's contingent upon – how does Murray look? How does Michael Porter Jr. look? And like you said, we're kind of hitting a reset right now. So we don't know. We don't know what they all look like together. Who are your biggest question marks right now? Like who are the guys you're most sort of keyed in on for? I mean, we could even just narrow it down to like Friday's game. Who are the guys you're most like sort of keyed in on? For me, it's Gary Harris. Oh, that's a great one. How Gary Harris looks over the next t- two months is definitely – very near the top of the list of things I'm watching. Malone, this is actually a takeaway. I'm glad you brought that up because Malone was asked about Gary Harris's shooting, and he, somebody said, "Like, does the time off help his shooting or whatever?" And he goes, "I'll have to answer that tomorrow because all year Gary's been a guy in the practice court is making all of them. Yeah. So, and he's like, and he has been over these last two days. He's been making everything. So, it sounds almost in a weird light. Like what he was saying is, it's almost a game speed thing or game time or whatever thing for Gary." I sort of have Gary in this almost given slot now. It's, you know, yeah, know strong defense, but not, you know, five, six, seven points. I do maybe. Too. At this I point, he would be, to me, at this point, he would be a happy surprise. I right. think I would not be surprised if he turns it around. I don't know. I've just got a feeling. <laughs> Harrison win feeling. Would yeah. love to, we need to, to be put the this case. down. I'm, I, I, I don't think Harrison it has a, a feeling. I, I don't think it's an open and shut case that this is who he's going to be the rest of the year. For me, don't. it's. I've got. mean to have a feeling. I love it. 
I have just have a You've feeling. You've never had a feeling? I've never had a feeling. Wow. <laughs> you can build an entire pro radio career out of feelings. That's true. <laughs> I'm watching Jamal Murray's shot chart because I we've seen him play well for consecutive games, but there was one game in particular where we saw two mid-rangers, everything else was from three and at the rim. Yeah. And I want to see something that looks like that again. I think I would probably echo you. Uh, Jamal is one I'm, I'm really looking at. I think obviously Michael Porter is, is a player I'm really looking at. Jeremy Grant going back to the bench, I'm kind of curious about, because I felt like Jeremy kind of established himself a, a little bit over the last month. For sure. It, yeah. I mean, Millsap's been out for a long time. I feel like Jeremy Grant sort of came in, so he would be number three, I think, on my list. And then I guess number four would be Michael Malone. I'm curious to see how Malone, both from a decision standpoint, but also just like he's got to be feeling some pressure. And we Malone runs not pressure from like being fired. I'm just saying that like things get intense. Malone's intense in October. Like, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Tomorrow's game, we always say this, like it's a meaningless game. It doesn't mean – tomorrow's game kind of means something. If an average game is a one, that's like a 1.2. They all mean something right now if one seed's on the table, no? Right? If you're talking well, about yeah, – I, I don't that's think kind one of an seed's annoying, really on but, the table, but maybe. Yeah. But until it's off the table, they all mean something, right? Yeah. Get out there and win every game you can. Every game that Jokic is healthy. And people always say, like, the toughest game to read and sometimes get up for is the first game after the break. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, right. I mean, right because they had momentum. If they hit the ground running, kind of picking up where they left off, then that's big. What about this for the tomorrow's game? Do you think will? Are, are you curious to see it? Because look, there's a really good chance that Denver matches up with Oklahoma City in a playoff series, and now we really start to look at the playoffs. Are you, how interested are you just from that that part of it? Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested because. I feel like there's some things that the Thunder could do that could expose Denver in some ways, just kind of the Chris Paul factor. Curious to see how they defend him. Um, by the way, Gallinari, I think you're right, starts at power forward. They're That's starting okay. Dort at the two guard, or at, I guess the three. Mm. He's a rookie shooter. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think of the potential playoff matchups. That's one that I have – um, the loosest grasp on or grip on. I don't know what OKC Denver would look like. I think I have an idea with some of these other teams. So. Playoff Chris Paul is always scary. Why don't you uh, let's take a break? We come back on the other side though. I'm gonna play a couple really fun games. I'm excited to um, some old throwbacks from the old DNBA show. <laughs> Remember that? But first, oh wait, I have to challenge you, right? Are we going Breck Brew? No, you don't. Yeah, we do. All right, what should be our uh, a challenge here? Should we give him like a buzzword that he has oh, to yeah. use as many times as he can? Absolutely. How about, what is it? How does he, is it exceptional? What is the word <laughs> oh that he God. always Accept. Accept. Guy's just bullying me on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Actually, why don't you just say forward at least five times and then <laughs> it? Okay. Here we go. So I'll start with this. Our guy, Matthias, who always comes at us with questions and has one today that we'll get to. Um, he's in Texas. And he was wondering where he can get Breck Brew in Texas. Oh, yeah. I should refer him to the Breck Brew Beer Locator. You should. And I just went and typed in a random Texas zip code. Boom. Tons of spots to get Tons Breck of Brew. spots. Tons of spots. Yeah. Are any of them schools? <laughs> yeah, what was that one? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't filter down that far. But, yeah. Uh, that's you, great. You can get Breck Brew anywhere. So that's awesome. No excuses. Use the Breck Beer Locator. Still no forwards. <laughs> He went 0 for 5. He was supposed to get 5. He didn't get a single one in there. I've still got another read. You can always say, you know, like, can we move forward into my other read already? (laughs) You got one in there. 
Bojo's. Okay. <laughs> Again, we're back to Bojo's. Okay. Vote, you were at Bojo's uh, the other day. I was. It was delicious. It was... Give me, give me a quick rundown of uh, what you went to. Hawaiian barbecue was fire. Uh, honey cheese bread. I don't like barbecue on a pizza. I don't care. Uh, honey <laughs> cheese bread was good. Better than it sounds. I'll be honest. First time I heard honey cheese bread, I was unsure. Then I tried. It, it. sounds great. <laughs> no, but then I tried it. It's it's delicious. Um, but it is it is all about the honey on the crust at the end. Yeah, That's the extra for sure. Did you move forward from a piece of pizza into <laughs> the salad bar? You get half credit for that one. <laughs> no, no salad bar. For well, me. did you know that the salad is the palate cleanser? Yeah, no, pizza. I don't like to cleanse my palate when I'm eating pizza. Man. All right. Well, you went. You went two for five, Harrison. Not too bad. Um, all right. Let's That's better up. than Gary Harris's three point percentage oh, this year. Oh, ouch, ouch. Um, all right, we're gonna play a little game called either over under. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, we're gonna call it over under. Harrison is going to throw out a topic and set the line. Yeah. Brendan and I are gonna have to decide if we're taking the over or the under. So we were just talking about Gary Harris, but his what will his three point percentage be from this point forward? Throughout the rest of the regular season. You like that? <laughs> okay. Currently on the year, he's shooting 29.9% from three. That's Oof. not good. I like that you didn't round up to 30%. <laughs> I'm you trying wanted to, to make you sure everybody very knew. exact percentages here. I think, you know what's actually, I'm stopping you, sorry. It is funny when you're talking about like Jokic stats or so, you know, like something you really want to highlight. You always raise it up. Like he's averaging 27 points, 15 rebounds, like 14.4. Four nine, yeah, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. rounded it all the way. You up. might do that. I have some uh, integrity <laughs> uh, here. But if it's a player you you know you you don't like on another team, like he's only averaging <laughs> twenty six points. Like, okay. Anyway. Do you, do you not follow normal rounding rules? You do, but that's what I'm saying. So if you, if Jokic is shooting thirty nine point four nine percent, what are you saying? Thirty nine point five. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Which just makes it forty. <laughs> are you saying forty? <laughs> just say it. <laughs> You can round it up. He's roughly forty. Yeah, you know what? It, the tweet, especially, like it looks so ugly when you start doing the like little dots everywhere. Anyway, all right, whatever. Um, so I'm going to twenty nine point nine percent for Gary. I'm going to set the over under for Gary Harris's three point percentage for the rest of the season at thirty four and a half percent. Thirty four and a half. Sorry, so like from this day to yes. the end. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty four and a half percent, guys. Ah, man, this is a great one. I'm I say I hate it, but I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. It's an easy under for me. I'm going over. I love it. I'm a okay. believer. That feeling. It's the feeling. Oh. Adam's never had one. So I've never had one. I know what I'm talking well, I'm about. I'm definitely not having one for this. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, man. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen, seen, just saw Gary go over 13 the other day. Um, you know what? That if, really happened. Let me put it this way. So what was the line, 35? 34 and a half. 34 and a half. What is the line to where you feel Denver's odds significantly increase? Like, where is Denver significantly better as a team? What, what is he I shoot? think it's about that. See, I don't. 35 I, or so. 35. What's that line in the wire? That's a 40 degree day. Like right now. That's to me, it's like, it's good, but. Dude, he's at 29.9. I, look, I know it's better. <laughs> I know it's better, but. That's a lot better. I know it's better, but is it better enough that teams still are going to say, like, oh, we're going under everything on Gary? I don't know. I still feel like teams are going to say that's the guy that has to beat us. 
But if Gary can have like a, a two-month stretch of 40% or 39%, to me, now he becomes a shooter on the scouting report, and that changes things for Denver. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to be able to hit wide-open shots. Yeah. you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. What that, as I've long said as, this so yeah. many times, man. If you could get one thing back from Gary's game right now, it would just be the three-point shot. The corner three, right? No one's Go ahead and miss some floaters. See, miss I, some shots at the rim. Just make your three. I don't think the corner three is as important to me as the DHO three. And that's pretty much a wide-open shot because teams are just going under, like, say whatever. So if he can just – you're going under, that's a wide-open three. Right, pull up. In and, rhythm. Yeah. It's not even a pull-up because he actually doesn't dribble. He just grabs it, squares, and squares goes. Up. Yeah, sure. All right, yeah. next one. Next one, MPJ's minutes per game for the rest of the regular season. Wow, let's hear this So line. let me give you some background here. Okay. On the year, he's averaging 14.3 minutes per game. Okay. Since January 1st, averaging 21.5 minutes per game. Wow. That's when the injuries kind of started to pile <sighs> okay, up. Okay, yeah. Since January 15th, 25.5 minutes per game. How, that's nine That's games? over eight or nine games. Okay. What's your line? So I'm going to set the line at 19.5. Man, that's a great line. Over. I'm going over as well. I do think he plays more minutes than that. I think there'll be some fresh. I think early on, I, I really think these first three or four games, I'll say three games, I would not be surprised if he has like a 15-minute, a 10-minute, and an 18-minute. I would not be surprised. But 19.5. I think, but I think 19.5, I'm going the over. I think it'll be fairly easily over like 22 minutes per game. I'm going to go under. Oh, geez, Harrison. <laughs> you have a feeling? It's a bad no, feeling. No, I don't have as much of a feeling as this one. Just I don't know. They're going to rely on their bench a lot. They're not going to tax their guys here. I get the feeling that they know what the rest of us are, are wondering and thinking, which is, is your highest playoff ceiling, doesn't that include Michael Porter Jr.? And don't you spend this time now getting him ready? It's funny the amount of voices. I don't think Michael Malone is influenced by the media. I really don't. I think he's like Definitely above it. And, well, but hold on. Let me say this. If it's us, yes, of course. If it's even like Kizla and Singer and Cosmider, who all, by the way, have said this in various forms. But you know, like Charles Barkley is saying it, Jalen Rose is saying it. Like, there's all of the national analysts that ever talk about Denver. Brian Windhorst is saying it. Zach Lowe is saying it. All of these guys on Zach Lowe. I was listening to Chris Harris and Zach Lowe's podcast, and they were talking about the five most interesting players in the NBA. The five most. Michael Porter Jr. was the first one both of them mentioned. Wow. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Michael so, Malone's but, influence, but when everybody's talking about it. I also don't think Michael Malone disagrees. He may have had a yeah. different idea Good of point. how to get Great from point. point A to point B. But there's no, there's nothing that says he had a different idea of what point B is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. All right, so next one. All right, Jamal Murray, three-point attempts per game, of, again, over the rest of the regular season. On the year, he's shooting 5.3 threes per game. So low. Over the last five games, 7.8 threes per game. So I'm going to set the over-under at 6.3. I'm over. I'm, I'm actually going way over on that one. I think he takes about seven and a half threes per game. I don't think this uptick is just happenstance. I, I don't think, either. I think he understands that this is the next step in his development. So. I'll be yeah. so disappointed if he's not over that. I'll and let's I, put it that way. Six and a half is not that much. I know it's up a lot from 5.3, but mm-hmm. it's just still like six and a half is not a volume three-point shooter. I'm going In over today's NBA. Fans, media, coaches, he knows it. Everyone's saying it. Yeah, that's a good one, though, Harrison. All right, so Denver Nuggets wins on the season. Right now they're on pace for 55, I believe, one ahead of last year's pace. So I'll just set the over under at 54 and a half. Oof. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over too. And then I'm taking the over. Not, I don't feel great about it. I do think it's 55, 56, but 
I'm going to go over. Their March schedule is absolutely brutal. 10 of 16 on the road. It's great for them. Yeah, but it's March, too. Like, you're getting – I just we just watched Jokic drag the corpse of this team through a tough stretch of schedule. Of so course. That's the, a good you, point. You know, the floor is pretty high, I think, for picking up wins. Yeah. So you're going over? Over. Okay. Uh, last one, single-game scoring high for a player over the rest of the regular season. Of course, the high so far this year, Jokic 47 against Atlanta. I'm going to set it at 39 and a half. What? Why would you not just set it at 40? 39 and a half? I'm going over. 40 points? Well, nobody else is hitting the 40s this year. I Jamal go. Murray's had right, 39 twice. Jokic is at 39 I, I'm, I'm taking the over. I'm taking under. Wow. Wow. I'll go under as well. Oh, well, I thought this was a crazy one. I Jokic think Jokic is the only one who scored 40 or above this year. I know, but that just – They're That's due. Once. They're due. I think there'll be some big scoring ones. Did you guys know Jamal Murray once scored 48 points I against do. Boston? I do. I remember that. 46 against the Suns. <laughs> That's all I've got, but that was good. Those are really Let us fun. know what you guys think. Hit the comments, thednvr.com for members. Let us know. Let us know how off Harrison was in all of his. Let me know if you guys also have a, a feeling. <laughs> feeling. We have one more game to play, though. So you took over, over, under. <laughs> going to hand it over to Brendan. It's like the price is right. we got a new game now. We're going to play power rankings. I guess we can call it top five. All right, so we're coming in right out of the gate. We Nuggets hottest players. I should probably what? Re- like <laughs> right, right now. Hang on, let me reword that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nuggets players that are on the most fire at this moment in time. Yep. Okay, not hottest players. <laughs> most on Who fire. would you want in your Nuggets calendar? <laughs> yeah. No. So who's the most on fire right out of the gate of the All Star break? That's a good question. Hmm. I'm going to go number one for me is Jamal Murray. I agree. He's going to say Murray, too. I agree. I think he's number one. We all agree about him. I'd love for Jamal Murray to be on fire for the rest of the year. I did, the Denver goes to such another level if he's, yeah. like, on it. So is this, like, respective on fire? Because obviously a Paul Millsap on fire isn't the same as a Nikola Jokic sure, on fire. But no, I think it counts. Like, if Mil- Millsap's on fire, it means he's shooting 40-plus percent from three, yeah. and that's... So Millsap would be my number two, actually. Man, he hasn't played for a long I was gonna time. Have, I was he gonna just have, played the last two games before the break. Oh, two games, yeah. I have Yoke two, but I have Millsap three. I think Millsap is playing well. I think Jokic two as well. I'll have Jokic three. You know what? I could see a Millsap with nice, like, this is the Iguodala. He just did the Iguodala. You know what I mean? He's like, thanks, guys. Yep, that's what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay, I took those two months off. It feels yeah. fresh. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to carry us a little bit. I like it. Him three. Do we have a four? Well, Monte has been oh, on fire. Oh, man. Actually, I'm moving Monte up to three for me. Then then Millsap. Monte has been on fire. Yeah. I'm with it. I'll go Monte four. But Grant five? I know he didn't have a great one right before the break, but. I don't know if there is a five. This is what's sad. Like, none yeah. of these guys do I feel like yeah. are on fire right well, because now. Well, because MPJ, you know, went down, and he would definitely have been in that. Yeah, group. we're just shooting darts if we're saying. All right, MPJ. I'm throwing a super Hail Mary. You guys ready for it? Jordan McRae. <laughs> I did like his Why defense not? on that one. Yeah. You know possession. what? I just I just think I really believe this that there's a thing for when you go from a bad situation to playing with Jokic and you're like, "Guys, this is dope." Like he just gets you open shots. Right. Nuggets most important players in the playoffs. Jokic okay. number 1. One Jokic. Debatable. Jamal Murray number 2. Yep. Man, it gets interesting here. I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. is number three most important. I don't mean – so this is weird because it's not like he's most important I in a vacuum. I would disagree with that. It's that he's the, most, he's the biggest X factor. Yes. So for me that's – This well, kind that's of a whole, subjective that's answer. That's totally different than most important. Kind of. Kind of. Michael like, Porter hey, Jr. is not extremely like – like they can get to the second round without Michael mm, Porter Jr. That's a Jr. good point. That's Maybe. a good point. But I also think their best chance in like – 
a different outcome is represented in MPJ. Yeah, being maybe around. to the conference finals. Here, here's the thing: is I think the variance with Millsap is super low. The variance with Grant is pretty low. The variance with Gary Harris is pretty low. Even Barton, I think the variance is kind of lower. Yes, with MPJ, the variance is huge. You know what though? Having a healthy Will Barton instead of whatever that was last year. It's true. I mean, that could have been the difference in a. I'll go Barton three. Uh, I'm gonna go MPJ three. I'll go Barton four. Wind. I'll go Barton three. Um, I'll go Millsap four. MPJ five. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I like my list, but that's interesting. No, that's, that's a really good. interesting one. I'm going to have to like reflect on what I think MPJ's value in the playoffs is now. You made some good points on that. Yeah. Just yeah. like where their floor is and who they are without right. us. Like, that's what I was saying before the season when we were talking about Michael Porter Jr. They don't need anything from him. They could have gotten zero minutes from him no, and but still got to the second see, I round. See, I just so disagree with this. I actually think Denver needs Michael Porter Jr. They need him in part to fill the Malik Beasley role. Malik Beasley, when he would make two, three threes in a, stre- a stretch, some Denver won those games. They True. need I, they need somebody to do that, and Michael Porter, I think, has a real shot of being the guy that actually does that every game. Like Every game, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah but he's is another he guy. Is, is Malik Beasley the third most important player from last year? I could argue that this year he was. Honestly, you could. I, I mean this dead serious there was a lot of games where him he was the, the difference in the game like he they needed somebody We're to be able to score playoffs, yeah i i, mean, I, I can't believe, i'm surprised this is surprising to you guys i think michael porter jr is the third most important player no i think it's close i mean the I other thing is he's six ten. if we're talking x factor yeah but like important i think it's different you gotta it's your your ceilings and floors for you in in the playoff series like what can you do and what can't you do and like what michael porter can do nobody else on the roster besides Jokic and murray can he can score 25 points and like efficiently as this like big swing guy so for me that's it it also allows you to put a 610 guy at the two or the three at times and that changes a lot too i was talking to mac more about this earlier the matchup thing is this i think the nuggets need to get to a point going into the playoffs where michael porter jr occupies a big a portion of their game plan and hopefully a portion of their defensive power because if it's like a oh we're gonna stick whoever's left on him that doesn't have the same impact of oh we have to use one of our resources right. to, on him because that, that actually might be where there might be more value this exactly. season yeah i agree with that most fun nugget to watch this is a fun one power ranking right now it's probably porter for me it's cr- isn't that crazy yeah the new the newness is what does it i think in a vacuum it's still Jokic for me but the newness of michael yeah. porter makes him number one with a bullet Right now, it's Porter. Uh, two is probably Jokic. Two's Three Jokic. is probably Jamal Murray. It is. Um, four. There's a big drop off. <laughs> Jeremy Grant's pretty fun. He is fun to watch, actually. Yeah, he's. PJ Dozier's fun. Oh, I really liked watching PJ Dozier. He might be in my top five. I he, like watching Monte too, fifth. though. So, man, there's a huge drop off. Honestly, there is. I, I would. Barton, I like watching Barton. I would say Barton and maybe Dozier round out my top yeah, five. I'll go Grant. It's a weird four. list. I didn't expect Grant this. Grant four, Dozier five. I did not think PJ Dozier would crack a list today. He's not even going to play that much, but I do enjoy again the, the newness factor of him. Yeah, it's just like fun. I'm figuring him out. We got this shooters. Is a list. He shouldn't be on the top five. This is a terrible list. We don't really have shooters. They have shooter best shooters on the Denver Nuggets. <sighs> oh. Number one, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. has been the best shooter on the Nuggets since he started getting regular minutes January 1st. Number two, Monte Morris. If we're talking percentage, yeah. Number three, Jamal Murray. Better than Barton? Yes. Number four, Barton. 
number five Jordan McRae, I guess. I don't know. Like maybe Jokic. Yoke Daddy. Honestly, yeah. honestly maybe yeah, Jokic. I think you're I'd right. Agree with Man, that this list. is maybe fifth right? is Man. fifth might. It's probably Paul Millsap. They got a lot of guys oh, that yeah, are Millsap good is kinda, shooters. Yeah. Like, but Mill, is Millsap a shooter? I mean, I know he's knocking them down, but like, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of guys like Millsap, Grant. They're good, Jokic even, but they don't they they don't have that big of a list of like super hot shooters. What else we got? Uh, someone wants to know if we can rebrand our mailbags to We NVR. You know what? I'm with it. We Neither here nor there, but kind of hilarious. Yeah, kind of yeah. hilarious. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Then when we come back, we are going to take all of your subscriber questions on the other side. Right now, you guys can get 20% off Strava Craft Coffee online using the code DNVR20. Yeah. We do have a coffee pot here. Yeah. You can't That's not surprise. I can't physically do it. No. Adam drinks the... light beer. I'm telling you, I know you all think Adam's the man. I am the man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys can actually, this is really cool, but you can try Strava Craft Coffee at a bunch of uh, Denver coffee shops. Oh, I shops. do like this, yeah. Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, Max Market. It's pretty sweet. And if you order Strava Craft Coffee online, like I said, you can get 20% off using the code DNVR20. Can we do a uh, watch party at a coffee shop? <laughs> just all do like a golf clap. Everybody's just like wired like crazy by the fourth quarter. I'm going to borrow some of Mesa's hats. <laughs> be fun. Uh, all right, let's go to the question. Let's go to the WeNVR mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. The WeNVR mailbag. Again, reminder, if you are a subscriber, Throw a question up on thednvr.com. We always have a, a spot where we house our podcast. Put a question in. We're going to read it on the show. So first, I kind of teased this one from Matthias in uh, Texas. He writes, firstly, Adam, you actually did get your my, uh, my name right. Thank you. So he, I'm a name <laughs> pronouncer, guys. He goes on to say, on one of the most certified Buckets podcasts, Miles Turner mentioned a couple fun takes. He said, Jokic is not out of shape whatsoever and also has the most unguardable move in the league. Miles Turner said that? Miles Turner said that. What's the unguardable move? The Sombre Shuffle? I don't know. We got to check out this podcast. I think it's now. the go in the post. Yeah, move. is it the just post the up? right hook? The right hook, because that's like what he shoulder. does. Yeah. The off footed runner. <laughs> That He's, would be great if it was a Sombor Can I tell you though? guys how excited I was to hear? Was it Ali LaForce? You yeah. Sombor Shuffle? How yeah. great is this, guys? Yeah. This is so dope. It's She's awesome. good, by the way. Ali LaForce. Oh, of course. I just love that Sombor Shuffle has now entered the zeitgeist. We, we've we co collectively here raised that. Nug Life. We don't skip steps. Um, what other one? Jokic Ball. Any Jokic Ball. Anything Thomas Walsh related. <laughs> There's been a lot of things we've yeah. entered into the, the zeitgeist. The Sombor Shuffle is very high up there on the player signature move ranker i would have to think well it's it's like it scores a perfect 100 on the uh uniqueness scale yeah you know what i mean like and it's just like what is that and name scale as name well. scale is great so much work to create you want such little separation you know what i want to know something funny though I, I take this a little personally i told Jokic one time that i had called it that i named it the sambor shuffle and he kind of like was like oh okay like whatever he didn't like it yeah. and then when ali laforce says it he goes oh i like that <laughs> i'm like oh you that's SOB. Don't worry, but, Adam. It is personal. It is personal. So the, the question here, though, is what you are know your what? guys' thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> out of shape, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, what are your guys' thoughts on players just showing him some more respect here? Guys, that's not even the best quote of the week. 
They had, Zach Lowe had DeAndre Ayton on. Or no, no, it was. Uh, I'm sorry, it was um, Brian Windhorst, and he asked it's almost the almost same the exact same thing. <laughs> um, but Brian Windhorst was asking players, and, he, and Ayton was one of them. When have you ever? Felt like there was just a guy better than you, and like none of the players would. They they all corrected him like, "Well, not better than me, but maybe just more experienced or whatever." And he's like, "Jokic," and he was like emphatic about. It. He's like, "That dude knows what he's doing. Like every movement he makes, he's just putting you like exactly where you want." And I, it was like a, he was effusive in his praise, and I was like, "So to your point, I do think that the last year has been a." These players respect Jokic in a way that I think, you know, the casual fan doesn't realize. Sure. And you think when, like, your third game in the league, someone hangs one of the most impressive statistical performances ever yeah, on your face, that you probably sticks it? with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You know, another um, sort of funny one. There was a great podcast with, um, I think it was Vincent Goodwill and, and, uh, and uh, Ethan Strauss, and they were talking about why players don't respect Steph. And one of the things was is because when you're watching a player and they get you on a fake, if you're observing it as another player, you go, dude, don't bite on that fake. You know he does it or whatever. Whereas if a player just runs through you and dunks on your head, you're like, yeah, there's no stopping Can't that. Guard that guy. And I wonder with Yoke, you know, it takes enough years of being like you watch him and you're like, yeah, he's good, but like I'm just going to stay down on him in the post or I'm going to play the passing lanes. And then when he does it for four or five years and you're like, yeah, there just actually is no staying down. Like he's yeah. always going to get you. Then. I think players are starting to realize it's not a. There's not a like. Oh, this is how you beat him. The looks we've seen guys like DeAndre Jordan or Hassan Whiteside or uh, <laughs> like Miles Turner give when Jokic just executes this amazing post move and they're jumping two times yeah. trying to block his I mean, shot. I, did you ever have a moment in youth sports where you underestimated someone because oh, of how they of looked? Because yeah. how they looked, oh, this guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's the ultimate. Oh, this guy. Yeah. And there's a. You're talking about the faces, the like, yeah. oh my gosh, face or whatever. Like just from these straight shot blockers. You know who has the best one this year against Yoke? Rudy Gobert. I'm telling you, that game in Utah with only seven players, the final 10 minutes of that game was Rudy Gobert like just being like, stop looking at me, guys. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed I'm to trying, do. I'm you trying. Do it. Yeah, you like, do it. I think he's just better than me. Yeah. So, Pajaro Rojo asks, Sweet name. What are your thoughts on an Evan Fournier deal? He can play shooting guard and is long enough to guard some threes. The dissatisfaction in Adam's face. <laughs> His contract is for $17 million next season, so not great. I like the idea of signing Nerland's Noel and trading him for a shooting guard, though I think Beal will be too expensive. Um, closer. Um, Fournier is interesting because he played for the Nuggets, and I get Fournier trade scenarios almost as much as any player in the NBA, and I always think, like, to me, Fournier is a bit of a just a guy. Like he's all right, but I, are he's you an absolutely lights out shooter? Good shooter, tall, like forty five percent shooter. I mean, are you going into a Lakers series and being like, "We got Fournier, man"? No, but uh, I mean, the trade would have to be for Gary Harris for yeah. salary purposes, and I just don't think that moves the needle for the Nuggets. Here's what I'll say: I've said for a long time, if you put elite shooters around Jokic, he's got, that team is going to be unguardable. So the more you can bring in... I actually think we we just went through the shooters and none of these guys are like other than, than um, Michael Porter. None of these guys were like, oh yeah. It's like, look man, I just I do feel like if you had a... I know this is crazy, but a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you, you know, another... Kevin, it's crazy that this was actually a team. So I'm laying this out and it was actually a team. If you just had three guys that if they were open, you know it's in, 
Jokic would average a triple double and it would be like an unstoppable offense. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know if Fournier is on that level or anywhere I did close. That but in 2K, by the way. You did that? But Buddy Heel, Joe Harris, Davis Burton, yeah, exactly. Bogey, we don't lose. Yeah, yeah. you don't we, lose. You, you, know, just, you just hit 150 to 140. <laughs> Once they start sending doubles, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about Beal at all? I mean, we, we spent a lot of we've, time We've done on a lot him. of Beal. You can read the question so that the. No, it was part of that question. He also mentioned Beal as a potential guy to go get. Beal, not a great defender. But the Murray Beal combo, if that, I mean, I guess if you're giving up Murray, then what are we, what are we really talking about? You, even if it's better, it's just you're still sort of only marginally better in the exact same ways or whatever. But if you somehow got both of them to go with Michael Porter Jr., that's this type of trio I'm talking about. That's three, in theory at least, elite shooters. That, yeah, I do think there's. Yeah, I know that Murray hasn't shot lights out, and I know Beal has actually been down now two years in a row a little bit. But like teams aren't going to say like, oh, we'll just go under the screen on those two. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. No, Bradley Beal has a rep as a, a top three point shooter, so yeah. he'd get the respect. Yeah. Sean Martin, I know this might be a stupid question, but there are no stupid questions on this podcast. Oh, they're stupid. Qu- they're stupid questions. We the ask a lot of them yeah. ourselves. What does the Nuggets backcourt look like in two or three years? Is Jamal still a sort of an awkward point guard, or is there a move for a point guard when he moves to the two? Does PJ Dozier maybe get the shot the one if his shooting continues? Well, he's not shot the ball that well. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by continues, yeah. Is that like 25% from three? Does the Beal deal get done and Jamal is gone? So what about this backcourt? What does it look like in two, three years? I mean, step one is the playoffs, right? That's where we gather the next set of data points before mm-hmm. you make that. As far as do you stick with Jamal, do you move on? You make that decision after April, right? You see how that goes. I, as far as Jamal, I think Jamal Murray is shaping up to be a starting point guard. I'm off of the two guard Jamal thing. I think, yeah. um, especially because he's not going to be coming off the bench in his career. So as long as he has changes his approach offensively as a modern point guard in terms of his shot profile, that playmaking has improved. I think the likeliest outcome is that the backcourt is Jamal and player X that is not on the roster at the moment. I agree. I think if this is the Jamal Murray that he'll be for the rest of the season. He can of course be the, the long-term point guard. Yeah, of course. No, and we're talking 2 year. I don't I even if he doesn't. Like I just yeah. don't think Denver's moving on from him this summer unless there was a crazy deal, you know, like a some deal we're not even talking about right right or now. Or unless you know? something crazy happens in the playoffs. Yeah, like, like what I mean by when I say a crazy deal like James Harden for for Jamal Murray, like something that's so off the radar right now that we're not even discussing it and then it's Pop bubbles up over the summer so yeah. uh, short of something like that i don't think they're trading him so he'll at least be here through next year and i just think that he'll probably be here for two three years probably at, least, at a minimum th- that is what the nuggets would want ideally yeah if they had to say what their best case scenario is it would be murray long-term. i think the nuggets are, are porter Jokic, and murray i really do yeah yeah definitely with the tiny chance of it being Ben Simmons. <laughs> Burley Joe if writes in, if Will MPJ and Plum Dog were available during the most recent Laker game before the break, how would you think they would have impacted the game? I'm thinking having some of those long boys out there for rebounds would have helped a lot. The number one thing I think about that, because you can say, like, oh, those guys weren't in there. You know, Gary Harris hit his shots. I think a lot of people contributed in that game and knocked down shots, and I thought a lot of pl- players play well. Like, Noah Vonley played in this game, and he played well. He knocked down a corner three. So, oh, if Plumlee was in this game. Well, I mean, would he have been more impactful than what you got from Noah Vonley? Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets gave up a couple offensive rebounds in that, I think, second quarter, I think, mm. when uh, the Lakers had that big run. Maybe Plumlee would have helped a little there. But – like down the stretch 
over time. Will Barton probably help some? I would agree with that. I think sometimes Barton, because of certain possessions or missed game-winning attempts, he gets this knock as like not a great crunch time player. But I felt that way during the Lakers game. I thought, okay, they're missing him right yeah. now. Yeah. I definitely think Barton makes a difference, but here's what I would say. Collectively, it makes a difference, and I hope that everybody's healthy for that next matchup because mm-hmm. to me it's a final dress rehearsal because here's the thing. They have more girth than the Nuggets do, but I actually think Denver can match them in length, and I'm really curious to see if Denver does go to lineups that feature Grant and Millsap and Jokic and MPJ, Barton, like all these guys – some combos where it's like, oh, you know what? Denver isn't maybe as bulky, but they are as long. And now you're going to try to do that thing where you pack the paint against Denver. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're going to give up open threes to Will Barton, to to uh, Michael Porter Jr., and maybe that just changes their game plan and everything. So um, I don't know that it would have changed the outcome of that game. It, I mean, obviously it would have changed it. It would have been a different game. But I thought Denver played really, really well with the guys they had. Um, but I do think the series will be very different if they match up and everybody's healthy. Last question from Miroslav. Who is the best four-man in the league to pair with Jokic, not counting Giannis and Anthony Davis? Fascinating question because I think Millsap and Grant are two of the better forwards in the league to pair with him if we're just talking about the entire NBA. Anybody off the top of your head, guys? Pascal Siakam, yeah. I think, is, a, is an interesting one. I'm just going down the list now. I'm like looking. I think Ben Simmons is an interesting one. Again, you'd have to build the right team. Um, maybe even Bam Adebayo. He's more of a they five. Might, you might be able to get away with those two next oh, to each other. Oh, I think there's definitely. Yeah. You definitely absolutely would. Um, I'm just going down the list here and looking at. Oh, Tristan Thompson. I think Tristan Thompson's always been an interesting one. Elite offensive rebounder. Plays mm-hmm. the dunker spot very well. And he's a very good help side defender with mm-hmm. a lot of length. So, um it, to me, he's oh, actually, I have it. Draymond, no. <laughs> well, what did he say? We can't use which ones? No, Giannis and AD. Zion Williamson might be number one overall. Imagine that athleticism alongside Jeez. and power alongside. Imagine Jokic. Zion Williamson catching lobs from Jokic. You know what I think about Whew. you? You remember when um, LeBron Denver made the pitch, and it was almost an embarrassment that it was reported. But Denver was like, now with Barton on de- on deck. The Nuggets turned their focus to LeBron James. Like They could have signed him by just declining Millsap's team option. So let me just do this. There is a scenario in which Denver gets replaces Millsap with LeBron. You trade Jokic for AD straight up because that's what – well, LeBron – no, I'm just saying LeBron makes the decisions at this point. He comes in. He's okay. like, I, AD was my guy. So Le- Jokic would have been in New Orleans with AD with Zion and him. It would have been be a dope team. I would have I would have had this LeBron Anthony Davis you know Jamal Murray's team, and I would have moved to New Orleans to cover the Pelicans. <laughs> the only way Jokic's profile could get any smaller if he played yeah, for if the he Pelicans. went to New Orleans, like, I don't think he's really good. I've never and I'd seen be him. sitting here like he's not a top fifteen player. He's got to yeah. get in shape. What kind of jo- shooter is Bam out of bio? Uh, I think he's like respectable enough, but I mean, just athletically and, and how skilled he is. Um, I'm going down the list. There's a couple more. Chris Stapps Porzingis, I think, is a real clear one. Jaron Jackson Jr., I think, would be a would super, be a great yeah. one. super. It's funny. People say guys don't pair with him. Look at all these guys we're naming off that are Jonathan all like, Isaac would be Jonathan great, Isaac's he's intriguing. Hurt. Yeah, he's intriguing. Um, I, I I'm always, I would be curious about Bielita. I, I don't know if that's. I think that's more of like an off the bench a pairing. A little small. Yeah, a little small, but you know what? He, I I trust him. Like I, I think he's a pretty good player. Um, Montrezl Harrell would be somewhat interesting, although th- I think defensively it'd be Big a real Caffrey real liability. Um, 
Markkinen, if he ever was the player that people thought he was going to be, would be interesting. Yeah, spacing the floor. Uh, that might be it. That might be the end of the list. But that's a that's some. I think Siakam. Uh, by the way, Bam Adebayo is a terrible three point shooter. Yeah, but he doesn't take a lot. Well, yeah, but he doesn't shoot any. But you remember Kenneth Freed and Jokic was an incredible pairing. Right. Uh, I know. I know. I, th- I think he'd be great. I was just wondering yeah. if he was a good three point shooter. I, I think Pascal would be my number one. Pascal would be number one. Hope for me at Zion. Like to me, oh, there's Zion. no teams that match up with both Jokic and Zion. There's no teams that match up with either of those guys independently. Right. But you put them both out there, and it's like, well, what do we do? We can't go small. We can't go big. We can't do anything. Yeah. So yeah, Zion would be number one probably. Do you know how many offensive rebounds he would average? Did you see the the our buddy Christian Clark had the when him and Favors are on the court together, their offensive rebound rate is over forty percent. Do you know how absurd that is? That means you grab almost half of available offense. Every time you miss a shot, your odds of getting it are 4 out of 10. That's yeah. insane. That's like actually probably Zion Williamson's rebound rate in high school when he yeah, was playing exactly. against a bunch of five foot two kids. That's your rebound rate when you're South like Carolina. a foot taller than everybody else. Oh, my God. You're going to make, you know, fit, you know, whatever percentage, fit, shoot 48% from the field. Then you're going to grab 40% of those misses. It's just insane to think what those two could do. It's absurd. 82 and 0. <laughs> It'd be on the table. 82 and us on the table. Well, that's all the questions we got. You guys, keep sending in your questions. Uh, like, like we've been telling you, that's where we want to pull the questions from. Our Broncos guys get so many. We want to try to get to that level someday. So yeah. keep, put your, keep putting your questions in there. Don't forget, of course, about our watch party next Friday. Not this Friday, next Friday. So a week from tomorrow, we're going to be over at Blake Street Tavern. You're going to want to check it out. We're going to have a lot of fun. And sign up. Uh, RSVP forward online so it always helps us prepare. That's it. Uh, do you guys have electric toothbrushes? I do. Vote. I know you're new on the. I have a battery powered one from Oral. But I think that's, that's what you mean. Electric. electric. Yeah, I think no, I'm just counts. saying it's not like a sweet. You yeah. know, it's not like what you're about to talk well, about. Well, if you're looking to upgrade, yeah, you can go to Green Mountain Dental, schedule a cleaning X-ray and exam. They'll give you a free Sonicare. I should do that right now. Great value. Sonicare is like a. 50 to 75 dollar electric toothbrush show big fan of the dentist i used to hate it love the dentist now isn't that a weird take that's that very, a weird. very weird i think take. the more you go the less scary it is well, check out adult, <laughs> so what i'm saying yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. no it's just even as an adult i was like when i didn't before i got married like i didn't go to the dentist a whole lot they started going this now it's been what 10 years 11 years i go like every i don't know that's not even six months i go even more than that Love it. Big fan. Well, check out Green Mountain Dental. Maybe you'll see Adam just chilling there, hanging out. <laughs> Schedule a cleaning it's X-ray. It's my hangout. Just exam. facing his fears. It's my hangout. And you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. <laughs>